0: Welcome to the Cult of Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Brown. Today, I'm joined by my usual co-hosts, Sean and Josh. How's it going, guys? It's
1: good. Is your it's is good. your hair still dyed? It's got a little bit of the tips uh, there, yeah. yeah.
0: I've been getting it cut, but it's I just haven't yeah. like, re-dyed it at all, so now it just comes I'm across really... as like a greenish or something.
2: I think it's just the lighting. Like My lighting is making me look very yellow right now. You always quite... look yellow. Yeah. I know, but like I'm especially yellow right now. Like You look like the... a Simpsons character. I do kind of, yeah. Let me see if I move, the, uh, move that there.
0: It's mostly because of the room. It's like the, how the light is reflecting off of the uh, uh, color in the room, I think. Yeah. Anyways, this is the Cult Comics Blue. Podcast. If you've never been on the show before, this is a comic book media podcast. Uh, we typically separate our episodes between news and comic book club. This is going to be our comic book club episode. Today is August 9th, 2021, and we're going to be talking about, first, the Joker. A puzzle box, number one, by Matthew Rosenberg and Jesus Marino.
2: All right, Sean, you mentioned there being clues or something. Yeah. So Is this, this something that was whole... released. Was there some sort of synopsis or something released? Like, there's going to be a mystery, um, and you need to pick out the clues in each issue.
1: Yeah, I can't remember where I read it. I think it was just the normal like solicitation. It was like, oh, can you follow the clues and? Let me see if I can okay. find it. You read okay. it on it.
2: Because. The clue that i think i spotted i spotted like right away yeah so
1: um
0: well which one are you talking about
2: uh the joker having a uh, riddler yeah handkerchief
1: uh, i thought it was okay. a scrap of his costume that he had ripped off or something
2: yeah mm. i was trying to figure that out because i went back and looked at the rogues gallery at the uh third page and i'm like riddler's not there that see I didn't even out. look
0: at that Like when I when I would look back at the uh, Flashback sequence when he's telling the story I didn't go back and then look and see if he was there or not Because it just seemed obvious to me that he wasn't going to be there
2: No well <coughs> it's I, I saw him using the piece of Riddler Material and then I just Turned back one page like I don't even remember Seeing Riddler and Riddler is not there Like Mothman made the list But not Riddler
0: Mothman? Do you mean uh, Firefly?
2: Cabal. Firefly That's it Kill him off killer himself, moth killer like... moth really right. he's dressed so. like a moth he's not
0: oh yeah you're right it is him to clarify this story is uh technically in the batman universe but this is revolving around a uh, interrogation between jim gordon and uh the joker as well as a serious amount of the batman rogues gallery inside of a gcpd station uh it is a presumed story that is a mystery about trying to find the Riddler's killer which is revealed in the middle of the issue. Um this is not the first time that we've seen Matt Rosenberg do a story uh within the Batman universe. He's obviously been doing some stuff uh here and there. I mean technically it's the grifter story within the uh Batman Urban Legends universe, but it definitely ties into a lot of the Batman uh stories that are happening right now. Um mm-hmm. but this is the second comic that will be coming out monthly uh, that is a jim gordon and joker book uh, however this one is less noir like edgy jim gordon trying to figure out what's going on and more of like you're reading it as it's happening and you're kind of trying to figure it out as well now batman yeah, doesn't so make an appearance gonna, in it, but he's not a main character
1: i'm just gonna add matt rosenberg has said that there are clues in here that you can solve
0: okay um, interesting
1: He said there are actual puzzles in many of the chapters that the readers can try and solve along with the characters. Sure. But there are other puzzles winding their way through the story that play more like a traditional mystery. Alright. So we gotta
2: really look closely.
1: Yeah, because the thing I noticed was the cake that was on Joker looked a lot like blood. Mm. And he's using part of a Riddler's costume to wipe it off. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw. Yeah, the cake splattered like blood. Yeah.
0: So here's my question to you. With this being a mystery, it is interesting to get the audience involved and say, hey, can you figure it out before the end of the comic? That's entertaining enough as it is. However, if that's enough to make a book of any kind intriguing enough or satisfying enough to tell the story, I don't know. Now, I read this, and I was intrigued. I definitely don't think that this is the most powerful number one I've ever read, but I am slightly
1: intrigued to see how this is going to go. I think this would have been better as a Tom King book
2: yeah i found it really hard to get into it was really hard to start it
1: yeah i can just imagine him doing this sort of simple concept of the joker in an interrogation room narrating a story i can just imagine him doing it really well Mm -hmm.
2: is this uh this uh new detective mercedes olvera is she new
1: yeah i don't remember her
2: so i think so okay
0: she seems like a pretty new character um have you guys read GCPD, Gotham PD, the Gotham... Okay. So in that one, it that so far has been one of the only books that I've seen that really makes you think about some of the officers in Gotham and just what they have to deal with. I mean, even the first mystery within that book is genuinely good. And it's Brubaker and Rucka, so of course it's you know very intriguing. It's very uh, captivating. I would say that this does a good job of making you... Curious, I can't say that I can speak to how well I liked Jim Gordon being written or how I much I, I enjoyed Joker being written in this to me i'm I'm looking at Joker in this and i'm I'm thinking of the Starlin era of uh Joker and it's a little bit more quirky and silly and um, I, almost less threatening in a way
1: I kind of like that though because you've got a lot of dark Joker stories recently mm-hmm of him being the biggest threat Gotham's ever seen and just to see him be a fun villain again in a simple story just felt kind of...
2: Yeah, and uh, hi- what? the Joker is telling the story. A lot yeah. of
1: it. So, he's an unreliable narrator as well which is something... Very unreliable. That's very, very clear from his little, um... How his friends with Batman like, Batman's called know, Arnold. Batman
2: said, I had no problem with you, Joker. You're an upstanding citizen.
1: Totally. Calls him Arnold. Yeah. Do we think Arnold is a clue? Uh,
2: well, there is that conversation later where the Joker is making fun of the Riddler, like, you know, you're you're so good at you know, uh, solving riddles. You should be able to figure that out. When the Riddler's like, I know you know my name, and I don't know your name, so
0: all oh, right, because he keeps referring to him as Edward.
2: If only we knew someone who provide who prided themselves on solving things yeah
0: now this does make sense because i mean we have acknowledged the war of jokes and riddles has happened within the tom king universe and that happened pretty early on in batman's career so there is going to be some tension between these two characters because there's that argument of what is a riddle versus what is a joke and uh riddler says a joke is just a riddle for stupid people (laughs) which i think is really funny as like an insult um but I think the issue I have with how Joker is being written here is that when you have so many stories now of him having his face cut off and then wearing it as a mask or taking the Lazarus pit or, you know, blowing up, being accused of blowing up Arkham um, and the whole fallout of what's been going on in the Tinian universe of uh, Batman storyline, I think that it doesn't necessarily make sense to have this happen. It does obviously take place outside of curtain context continuity. It's happening in this uh, universe, but the timeline is different. Jim Gordon yeah. is still dying; his hair orange, or maybe that he is really just young here. Oh yeah, it's just um, a out of it continuity does seem out story. Of time. It's
1: inconsequential. It's just its own little thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Which, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, that necessarily that isn't necessarily a bad thing. I do think, though, that if you are, in some ways, it's you have to ask yourself the question: uh, Why? do this why write it this way without considering what's happening now i don't necessarily have an issue with writing these characters without um consequence of what's happening uh in the batman books right now but if you are going to do that i think that you should at least do something i guess a little bit more i feel like this is a little too simple
2: what is the uh batman reptilian you're reading that right
0: that's Garth Ennis. I'm not. I'm only. I only read the first one. I'm not going to continue reading it.
2: Okay. And that does that have Killer Croc in it?
0: Um, he makes an appearance, but okay. right now it's uh, not a prominent character. No.
2: Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm looking at the pictures, trying to see anything significant out of these guys. And Killer Croc has like both of his forearms bandaged. Mm-hmm. He well, only he does. That's always...
1: just a design. Oh, yeah, that's a just choice? a
0: design choice, yeah. I think that the other thing is that it's kind of confusing about where this is, takes place, because look at Harley Quinn. Mm. Her costume is a lot more modern. Yeah, uh, and yeah well, knows that as well. too.
1: What's that? Punchline also appears in it.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. So it's yeah. like where is this taking place, when is this taking place, and what's happening here?
2: Yeah. Who's the guy with the metal skull mask? That is That's Black, Black mask. mask. Yeah, because he seems to be doing something this director bones thing director bones is different right
3: yeah yeah
0: director bones is an actual skeleton
2: okay um i i'm trying to look for clues or anything in here and i'm not seeing much i but did think... notice that the uh killer croc is not part of either team like the riddler recruits these people this team of five and catwoman has her team of five And Killer Croc is not part of either team. Yeah. And the GCPD and... Neither is Poison Ivy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all of these guys are present at the... You know, this seems to be taking place basically at Joker's place. Like, they're at some rundown amusement park. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's like, they're on Joker's turf... Almost all of the parties are there. like They're about to face off against each other.
0: So, I mean, it's patently obvious that they actually didn't show up to celebrate with him. He's just doing that to be a yeah, dick.
2: Yeah, obviously that. But, but it definitely doesn't seem like there's a fight. F- if they're in the middle of a fight, why are they not all just tearing each other apart Exactly. Now that they're all locked up?
0: Exactly. So it's a question of what is the purpose of them all coming together. But that's a part of the mystery here. Now, there's also the uh, reveal at the end that the thing that was brought in was a device from the new gods which was discovered by i don't think it's a mother box mother box it's
1: a they called it the something engine yeah
2: yeah oh i yeah i just wanted to say mother box mother box mother box
1: based on the art choices i have solved the murder well i i know what weapon did it i don't know who did it
2: tell me you're thinking it's the scepter
1: no, it's the two swords because when you look at the Riddler's body in the pictures, the stab wounds are like not all the same angle. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's been stabbed like twice. Like, yeah.
0: So what, you think it's uh, Deathstroke?
1: Well, at the end when you see the engine thing in the bowl there's two knives next to it. Two mm. knives, marker.
2: a gun, a hand grenade a giant revolver and a bigger sword.
1: Yeah. But I think the knives look like they're the ones that actually did the wounds. But that that could not be... That could just be coincidence. Sure. Mm-hmm. And me looking way too deep into it.
0: So, I think that when Tynian is doing a Joker book right now, which is revolving around Jim Gordon, chasing him down with the uh, fallout of the uh, Arkham Asylum explosion, and... Kind of dealing with the repercussions and in a lot of ways retconning a lot of the mistakes that have been going on within the batman universe over the years i think there's a purpose to that story this i don't really again i I might be a a little bit too critical here it seems like it's a fun joker story with a mystery nothing really wrong with that i think it's more of a question of what is the story you're telling me why are you telling me this story and that's the real question because just to have a fun with it is that enough to keep me intrigued if you told me that tom king just wanted to write a fun book. I don't know if I'd be all that interested. At least with Supergirl, I can see that he's leading with something with that. That seems to be with intent. He has an idea very specifically of what he wants to do with uh, Kara Zor-El. And what happens with that is really just dependent on how he's going to tell the rest of the story. I think Matt Rosenberg is one of those writers that when he tells his story, it can be simple. And I don't necessarily fault him for that, because that doesn't tell me that he's a bad writer. Instead, it tells me that the complexity of what you're going to find in Tom King's books, or even in the best parts of uh, tiny and anything, really, is probably not going to be found here. I would be interested to see Matt Rosenberg do something on his own where he had complete creative control over something.
1: Batman? Mm. I don't know about that.
2: So... Gordon has only recently become a commissioner. But he seems to have the knowledge to realize that anything to do with the new gods is a threat. So he see, knows... this is what
0: I'm confused about. Timeline, it doesn't make any sense. Where is this taking place? When is this taking place?
2: Yeah. Cause is this he...
0: pre-New 52? D- I mean, He
2: doesn't seem to react. Well, you can't see him react because the Joker's telling the story. But he mentions all this stuff about the new gods and then he leaves the interrogation is like we got a situation we need to get on this shit right now
3: mm-hmm.
0: There again it's just a clarification issue of of what's happening and i don't know if i really like it yeah. i feel like this is kind of a hard number one to get into i read it and i was just so so about it i can't say that i'm yeah. too intrigued about a number two i'll check it out but yeah. As it stands right now, I'm not too impressed, to be honest with you. I just
1: want to shout out the cover because I really do like it.
0: Chip Zdarsky yeah. is a fantastic artist. There's no doubt. I did not about realize
1: that. that was Chip Zdarsky. I see the picture yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is yeah beautiful. Come on,
2: I thought you read all the credits to figure out who wrote what <laughs> for the uh, script.
1: No, I just went on League of Comics and did it that way. Oh, well, there's Shall a ton we, uh... of variant covers too.
0: Yeah, there are. There's a ton um cool. shall we move on to the me you love in the dark number one
1: yes you
2: guys can cool that's fine so
0: this is a again story i just and...
1: want to mention the cover because that is very nice
0: oh it's gorgeous yeah. uh this yeah. is by scotty young and jorge corona yeah. uh this is a five issue miniseries yes okay um written by scotty young uh art by jorge corona so that's going to be interesting to see scotty young has written stuff before he's currently writing dr strange strange academy uh he has written i hate fairyland he's more well known for being the artist who does variant covers of uh, baby characters uh as well as doing the art on uh a couple different uh independent titles um he's also done middle west yeah this team
1: works uh jorge corona as well was the artist on middle west
0: yeah which a lot of people have come to really love about it um i haven't had the chance to read it but i I, i'm
1: very curious it's on the list Absolutely. I'll get around to it one day in many, many years.
0: So, Sean, let me ask you something here. What did you think when you got to the end of this book?
1: Um, it just left me feeling a little empty, to be honest. It was well written, but it was very much just a set in the scene issue. Yeah, It didn't, and really, I feel like... it didn't break the mold. It didn't do anything fresh or yeah. original. It put the pieces in place to then hopefully do something more interesting next issue i feel i find
0: it charming i find it entertaining to an extent but i can't say that i read this the atmosphere
1: it builds is good yes one thing i really like the artistic touch is the way the music is shown Mm -hmm. yeah that was really well illustrated but yeah the character seems yeah
0: here's the frustration is like there's so much that this book did right without wowing me and i think that that's Mm -hmm. kind of sad
1: It was just the generic setup of a woman buying a house, it's haunted, she finds out it's haunted. Renting, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's the story of a a fairly successful artist who is currently on contract from what looks like a museum uh, manager to create a new series of work to host in a gallery, uh, and that's how she's making a lot of her money. She's feeling stagnant, she's feeling a creator's block, and has a hard time trying to get anything onto canvas. So I feel uh, like this she... is
1: probably a not personal story but probably something Scotty Young could have dealt with before where it is like creative constipation yeah um, where you sit down and you know you need to create something but you just have that block that you can't
0: it's weird to me to say this but I almost wonder if I would have been more intrigued by this knowing that it wasn't going to be a limited series like this like or maybe even if it was like a 12 issue series because knowing that it's only going to be five issues it feels to me like there's going to be a lot of rushing to get to the finish line yeah and there is issue feels
1: slightly wasted
2: as well
0: it's, a-, a little it's bit. very
2: interesting to see someone do like a soft issue one
0: yeah it's, it's not very common it's a really big gamble you usually it's really have to risk. have
2: that hook a real strong hook to get them to absolutely keep
0: it's if this was just a chapter one in a book that's fine that's that's building it up to me i'm interested to see how this is going to go But when it comes to pacing in a comic book, it's not the same thing. And I think that this could have benefited from an extra 10 issues of explaining what story I'm going to get. Um, Instead, this is a story that I kind of know the basic plot line. But basically, this feels to me like issue one is the uh, sales pitch of the plot rather than actual story, you know. Woman gets house, uh, rents it to be uh, to uh, create new content, uh, finds out house is in fact haunted. That's it. And that's the entire issue. Now, yeah. artistically, It, feel, it feels like the
1: first 20 minutes of a horror movie.
0: Yes. Sure. And mm. I like Scotty mm. Young. I think that he's obviously a good writer. But this is making me wonder if I want to put the effort and time and money
1: I'm, into this series. I'll try issue two and if it does deliver on the plot and does actually introduce some story, then I'm all for it. But if it's, again, just sort of a very light issue, I won't continue.
0: It's that question of how much can I forgive for it being a miniseries? Because we obviously have seen how we felt about Home. And in my opinion, it's improved, but it still was a really hard uh, pill to swallow with that first two issues. Because you just don't know what you're getting into. This is also still... Very up in the air. I, for all we know, this could be a horror book. This could be a romance story. This could be anything. This is not yeah. telling me what kind of story no. I'm going to read, and I just don't know. So, what issue think about
1: that. two already have to sell me on what this story is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, the artistic choices in this are fantastic. The paints awesome. The actual drawings of the characters fantastic. Lettering, love it. I love the, the way that the
1: ghost speaks. The art reminds me a little of like Tim Burton style.
0: A little bit, yeah. It, it definitely has a very unique storytelling uh, style with it. Um, do we know uh, who's doing Scotty. Colors
1: and Inks? Um, colors is Jean-Francois Beaulieu.
3: Okay.
0: So he's on Scotty sure a only
1: writing. That. Yes, Correct. Scotty Young writing Jorge Corona art and the French name I just said on Colors. <laughs>
0: it's just i think i've said enough on it i think that's all i can really speak to um should we move on yeah yes cool let's talk about firepower 14 by robert kirkman and chris Samney. there we go this continues to be one of those books that if you don't read it for anything else you read it because of the amazing chris Samney art
2: yeah yeah
0: I've got no criticisms about the art in this. I would say that there are a lot of really interesting choices for framing in the boxes and how the pages are set up. That actually enhances the storytelling experience quite a bit. There are some times where I wonder about this feeling, this energy of like anxiety about fast with how the story is being told sometimes. And that definitely is an artistic choice rather than a writer's choice. But I still <laughs> end sure up enjoying this? it. Bless you.
2: Sorry. Are you sure? Because Kirkman can sometimes be very fast, with his writing. he can be
0: well let me put let me put it this way the uh scene where there's the uh basketball
2: uh oh i wanted to point this scene out too yeah go for it oh i i was just willing to bet five dollars that the scene with the basketball stuff is in here because of space jam they were just <laughs> like space jams coming out basketball would be a pretty cool thing to put master waylon in
0: well, they've established before that Weilun uh, enjoys basketball, right? I mean, he enjoys the a lot of the modern society stuff.
2: American culture.
0: Yeah. Um, it's more to do with what happens after that. It's mostly him running and then getting to the prison where uh, you find... Uh, well, I don't know Fang. if I want to reveal... Yeah, I, I just didn't know if I wanted to reveal like too much about it. But I mean, I, I guess that's the point talk. of view. The... Yeah. yeah, it is. Spoilers. So uh, a snake has bitten and what appears to be possessed Shafeng. yeah,
1: and well, the serpent Simon.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is also not the first uh, serpent's attack that we see. We also see uh, serpents attack the home of yeah. uh, our family cast of characters, as well as what is a believe is Zin... is her name Zinling,
1: Lin Zang, Lin
0: Lin-Zan. Zang, thank you, I got those letters Lin-Zan. mixed up. Her father uh, at the very end of the issue.
1: Yeah, is that that's not Chen is it? No, it is Master Zul. You guys yeah.
0: are way better about names in this book than me. It's kind of fantastic. Yeah.
2: Um, um. So I'm getting the sense that we're gonna be having this is gonna turn into like a zombie book for the next arc. Like everyone's well, just getting possessed by uh, the Serpent's Omen.
0: I mean, this has to tie into the first. Uh, I guess technically it's the second story arc. The second story arc's uh, finale about the reveal with the uh, dragon, quotes, mm-hmm. uh, and the question of where does the serpent's omen tie into this now established universe, this tension between the two clans may still be there, but it's a question of where does that loyalty lie, knowing the dragon does not exist in their eyes.
2: Yeah. Well, well, I'm I feel really like... sure that the serpent's omen is really for this dragon. I'm not sure if they are connected to the dragon versus an omen for somebody else. The serpent might be a person or some other entity than the dragon.
0: Could it be a person, a place, or a thing?
1: I feel like a few issues ago... I feel like a few (laughs) issues ago we said that this story feels very limited and feels like it doesn't have a long life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's kind of
2: odd. It's hard to predict where they're going to go next.
1: Yeah, because I feel like this issue kind of made me think it's got some longevity to it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that this is a lot of the same structure that you would find in Oblivion song. I mean, you've yes. got the main character um, who loses somebody. That lost person is discovered to have come back or it was never gone in the first place. The uh, old it's wise one... one
2: party versus another party.
0: And yeah, yeah I mean... You're
2: out there's another party.
0: <laughs> this is definitely leaning more towards the traditional hero's journey than usual Robert Kirkman stuff, but I think that it's getting new life with this new story arc. I think the question now is, um, since he's already established so much within those first 12 issues as well as the original graphic novel, now what's Mm -hmm. his goal? So with Walking Dead, you have the relationship between people, the tensions between people, and eventually it evolved from a story that was... People surviving a zombie apocalypse to people surviving to people. Yeah, the zombies just do living. fall to
2: the background.
0: Yeah, and it very much becomes more of a, uh, not an allegory, but a story about people and society as it can grow and become better in yeah. some ways. Um, with the case of a Bolivian song, that can be interpreted as like an anti war or a pro science or even um, melding of cultures story in some cases. Yeah. Uh, so the question here is what is this story and what is his end goal? Cuz typically he likes to have an idea of where his stories are going to go it's if not all
2: about family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I'm just interested to see how this is going to go. Um I still really enjoy the characters. Uh I'm starting to feel a little fatigued from some of the predictable nature of some of it.
2: Oh yeah. I'm really um, hoping that this—the wife finding out that Ling is still alive—I'm hoping we get over this real quick.
0: I mean, it's Kirkman, so I don't anticipate it being something yeah. that lingers. He kind of likes the characters to get over things really fast.
2: Yeah, it's just a trope that's been uh... done, blood to death, yeah. absolutely. Mm.
0: Any other thoughts? I'm not gonna—I've—I've I've given all my thoughts. Is what I'm asking.
1: No, we still see the daughter struggling to make the fireballs. Sure. Um... And even in the heat of combat, she can't muster up.
2: Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah, it's it's almost like we're moving on to the next generation already. You know, thirteen and fourteen issues in,
0: which is strange, but I mean it's not unheard of, and it's it kind of like makes I said, sense.
2: Kirkman moves fast.
0: He does really want his stories to. I wonder if he just is expecting all of his his stories to uh, get canceled at some point. So he's like, all right, I gotta hurry up and do this.
1: His mm-hmm. books don't get cancelled anymore. No,
0: nope. no, not really. Too
2: big to fail. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's also Skybound X, so it's not like yeah. I mean he's in charge basically, so he can just it's... be like, "Ha you'll never cancel." He me, can bitch. burn
2: money.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything else you wanted to say, or anything you wanted to point out?
1: Not really. No. Josh looks like he's got something on his mind. No,
2: I'm. I'm quickly reading back through the RC code to remember if there's anything of interest in here because I I do like to read the back matter.
0: I did want to say that the in, in the back matter in the letters column, it there was a uh writer who had uh asked for uh potentially working with Chris samney Now, it was obviously half joking uh in the future about something yeah. that was going to be a mixture of two different stories, but the uh response was kind of something that left me chuckling because the response was basically he's too busy doing this in uh Jorah. Everybody leave him alone. That includes you, especially DC Comics, which tells me that DC has probably tried to get him Ooh, uh, for some yes. time now.
2: Yep.
3: hmm
2: Yep. All right. Ne- that's what they say at the end of the RC code is, uh, next issue, all snakes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a snake.
0: Snake. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to Geiger. I guess. Okay. It's going to be Geiger Number Five by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, uh, a joy for all of us to read. Still to this day. Now, I just want to point this out really quick. I'm just really happy that in the back of this book, it actually does say first end of the story arc, not end of the series, not a six-issue limited series bullshit thing that Jeff Johns has pushed out again. I actually want this to continue.
3: What?
2: I am not I don't follow Jeff Johns uh, that closely. So what? Are you, what am I missing?
0: Well, Gary Frank announced on Twitter that he had finished the issue six, the final issue, which was interpreted as the final issue of the story. But it looks like this is just the first, uh, the final issue of this story arc, which I'm happy about. Volume one. Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I think
0: he said conclusion of the story. So I think that's maybe what he meant to say. I don't think English is his first language either. So
2: yeah, don't miss Gary Frank. Don't think he's English.
0: No, he's Well, Italian. they don't really understand English. So. Oh no, wait, you're right. He's just a fan of Italy. My bad.
2: Yeah. Don't. And this is going to be an oversized issue. The next issue six.
1: Hell yeah. Gary what you guys Frank think? is a British comic artist. Yeah. Yes.
0: It was my mistake because he's a big fan of the team of Italy uh, when Hell it comes yeah. to football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the story in this?
1: I liked it. I'm still not a fan of the way the story's been told out of order.
2: Yeah. Well, this is mostly in order now.
1: It is now. It just felt like they wanted to delay the reveal that his family were dead. It's very, oh, yeah. Sort of that messed up the time a little bit. Doing to... the,
2: yeah. Doing the summary. like I didn't pick yeah. up that the reason they died was because the whole facility had caved in during the, uh, during
1: no. the bombing. Also not every issue's had a recap has it
2: no no but well, this is probably the if first was... time we've seen these two campers since the first issue
0: no yeah. they, sh- they showed up in issue like three or something so, so we issue.
1: getting them like every other issue which is strange
0: i think the pro- the point of that though is that the narration style of this book is to be felt like sitting around a campfire and sometimes you are going to bounce around that but i think that needs a little yeah. more clarity
2: we bounce yeah. around a lot in this uh podcast we do yeah
0: um i think it's in human nature to have that and i get the if that is the motivation then that would make sense i still think that as a storytelling experience it can be detracting from it a little bit but i still really enjoy the story i am intrigued to see what's going to happen with these uh two children mm-hmm. uh well i guess children would be fine well, the other ones a spoiler teenager, yeah. spoiler
1: alert one of them's got cancer it's not looking yeah, good leukemia yeah.
0: yeah and uh i feel like that could just be a, a character being killed off because radiation but it also seems like it's got some purpose to it as well like maybe they're insinuating that a lot of people are going to be more infected even in safe zones Yeah. And that's be something i think future. it was
2: more just to drive conflict like the kids can't stay here only one of them can stay here and now sure. they have a reason to try and leave. Like, he's mm. got a reason to stay with the kids still.
0: He has how do to keep you feel, protecting them. How do you feel morally about the choice of this community to mm. have that standard when it comes to being out in the wild, basically, and having to make that decision about taking care mm. of the many people, having access to food, water, and all these uh, it's necessities?
2: with their resources, but with the people being limited i think you'd want to try and get over that like you know childhood leukemia people you know kids get through that
1: yeah I don't know but the I think they, they get it. through it with modern day medicine whereas yeah during the apocalypse
0: no one has access to chemotherapy during the apocalypse yeah yeah
2: yeah i don't know what the actual treatment is for kids with leukemia i've known I, people just... that had it oh
0: I think it's just chemotherapy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also kind of asks the question of, like, is there going to be an intentional conflict with this newly established United States government now that they have the football as well? Is that what's going to be leading up to the final story arc or the future story yeah. arc?
2: Trying to um, gain control of the country via force and leverage.
0: Yeah the thing about jeff john's books is that i can't say that outside of like doomsday clock i've ever read anything of his that's made me go oh there's a lot of things to unpack with this there's a lot of simplicity with his storytelling experience but it's told in such a way that is very engaging and very stimulating
1: yeah it's only very straightforward very exciting it leaves you wanting more Mm -hmm. but it's not one of those things you sort of as you said it's not something you need to go away and digest before reading more
0: yeah mm-hmm. i mean there's definitely been a time where i've put down a jeff john's book and then i just kind of like looked outside for a little while and i was like yeah but that was maybe one time and i think that that was the end of the green lantern story arc, uh, story that he told with issue 20 and outside of that i can't think of really much else i mean he's very much a superhero writer it's not yeah. like something that he has stepped away from really at all even this his first creator-owned book this is still a superhero story yeah you know there may be little bits of like hey let's talk about like societal racism when it comes to middle eastern people or criticisms of how privilege in society works and criticisms of the bourgeoisie but that's something that is very simplistic and surface level in storytelling style so i don't think that it adds like super amounts of layers you know like i'm not going to sit there and talk to you about this book, the way I would a Tom King book. That's not to say it's bad; it's very right. good.
1: Also, just at the end, we obviously get um, Junkyard Joe from the backup story of issue one being reactivated.
2: This doomsday
1: yes. yeah. which
0: can we just mention that that is a good full circle thing to do?
1: Yeah, I yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: I love that. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like this funny little like the oh, what's it called? Like the bobblehead guy from fallout vault boy vault boy yeah, yeah. i just Whoa. assumed that was like a funny little like oh this is our version of that like yeah he's a uh, wacky character for propaganda well, you're not,
2: are you not familiar with uh beetle bailey uh no, no. sunday comic strip so it's a it's an american comic strip that you'd get like in the newspaper and it's said oh around... yeah
1: I've, i have seen that before
2: okay yeah that's kind of what junkyard that's, joe is yeah. parodying it
1: literally is yeah
2: Yeah, but to be like, oh, yeah, they actually made a robot based on that character. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe the robot came first, and then they, you know, did the whole, like, making a comic and merchandising off of that thing.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. make make him, they do, like, the PR to make him seem like a hero, like...
2: Friendlier, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the way, in the first Captain America movie, the way he was that, like go around, give him the rally to Propaganda. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's he been made exactly. as a character.
1: It's like, oh, he's going over here and inflicting yeah. freedom on these people.
0: <laughs> as it stands uh, right now, I'm more interested in the young characters than I am about Geiger himself, which yeah. I'm hoping is going to resolve, but yeah. I am curious.
2: Yeah, it's kind of that weird kind of Superman sort of thing where, like, He's pretty much invincible. He looks like he's going to be fine no matter what. Mm. I don't know. But that costume they have, you know, that little shot at the end, he literally looks like he's wearing the same costume as uh, Doomsday from uh, The Death of Superman. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see it.
2: It's weird.
0: Yeah, it is. There's some interesting creative choices. It definitely feels like there's a lot of pulling from different... um, creations obviously we've called out fallout before but i mean even just american uh historic comics and propaganda uh, the energy that i the vibe i get off of geiger even reminds me of um what's his name from dc comics uh the nice. uh, Radioactive man n- well there's that but i was also going to say Atomic that, Skull. no uh, he's oh, the gray cr- and green dude the day of judgments he's the hand of god oh
2: Spotter. I thought you were going to talk about... Spectre. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about Batman Beyond with... Um...
0: Well, I was going to bring him up afterwards, but I'm getting that... The cloak reminds me of Spectre quite immensely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a mixture of those two characters. Which is funny, because Jeff Johns has written both characters, so... know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean, Vern? You know I mean, mean? Vern? Me. Um, I think that's all I have to say about it. Did you guys yeah, have anything fine. else you wanted to point
2: out?
1: I just cool. want to mention no. again the... We get an ad for the new Peter Massey book that's coming from Mad Ghost in the back. They uh, keep using like the, the same mug.
2: picture. They haven't Yeah, changed they it haven't given
1: us anymore. But yeah, mm. I forgot this was the thing and then I saw that picture and I was like, Oh shit, yeah, that's coming.
0: Every time I see Mad Ghost now I picture that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm reading Geiger and that's fine maybe I'll pick up the next stuff that comes out. I don't have He's, any yeah. hype.
1: Peter yeah. is a good writer. Yes. Yeah, he I've heard you guys it,
2: talk about him before,
1: but like I have no hype for this at all, no. Okay. What do you mean you don't have hope, Josh? But he—he's the gun and she's the bullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, is that what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes.
2: <laughs> Snipe and slug, baby. Uh, if I'm you would ask you me like five minutes ago. One. What's the name of this comic? I don't know. Snipe and slug. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting premise, but I'm probably gonna check it out anyways. I-
2: I need more to get op- Go off on that.
0: Sure. All right. Go right ahead, guys. The next one's all yours. Skybound.
1: All X. right. Okie dokie. Rick Grimes, two thousand, chapter five, by Robert Kirkman and Ryan Ottley. Um. Let me just read the note I've made regarding this issue. Um. This story was ultimately a waste of time. <laughs> 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 and so yeah. is this whole series.
2: Yeah, I expected more out of Sky Skybound X. And yeah, it's it's Squarebound. They could have added in a couple more pages, done a few more extra things, had a bit more fun with it. It's it's very basic stuff.
0: There's a reason why I didn't buy any of them. Yeah,
1: I I did kind of like how the end of this story mirrored the end of Walking Dead with Carl giving his story to someone else. As he's raising his daughter. He's still missing yeah. an eye. Yeah. But yeah, now Rick Grimes is off being. Yeah. Uh, earth superhero, defender yeah. of the earth.
0: It just strikes me as Kirkman and the rest of the Skybound team wanted to do their own version of a what if kind of thing, yeah. and I just don't see that being enough of a pitch to make me want to check it out. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's like even if it honest. is just fun, well,
1: it's just he finally gave his ending his ending to Jim Valentino. Sure.
2: Yeah. What if we actually went with the bullshit yeah. ending that we gave him? Yeah. That's about it. Um, yeah. We've got a thing for six side takes of Trigger Ke- Keaton. I haven't read anything on this, but
1: this is. A really I think there's weird... two or three issues out so far.
2: Yeah. This is really weird. Where Trigger Keaton is just beating the shit out of a monkey, and then <laughs> other monkeys come in. And start trying to fight him and he kicks their ass. Like an orangutan <laughs> comes up and he just tries he just chokes him out. <laughs> and then the trainers come in and he kicks their ass. And then this text Nothing guy more entertaining shows up. than fighting monkeys. The Charlton Hessen shows up proud. and is like, What the hell are you doing? And then it goes to the news report of his death ten years later, and the trainer comes in and is like, Look what look what's on T V. Let's go get some beers to celebrate, monkey.
0: Yeah, that, I, I'm 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 even more sold on the fact that I'm happy
2: I didn't buy this yeah uh well we did get the preview for code combat orb defense engines jason oh howard, right that's the new yeah jason howard and robert kirkman i'm not sold Which, on this
0: i mean i'm probably gonna check it out just because of jason howard i like that team i liked astounding wolfman um i'm curious to see what would happen
2: but uh yeah, yeah. this
1: story was kind of weird it was it's like it's... Set in like a techno post-apocalyptic thing yeah well jason howard did
2: trees and he was very good at doing like the the organic mixed with uh the mechanical Mm. machine and it looks like he's trying to do a similar thing here uh but it's just not as good like it's Mm. definitely jason howard's art but it i don't know maybe it looks like he put less time into this
0: yeah all right. It, well, it was like two weeks before release
1: and he was like, "Oh shit, I still have to do that Skybound X thing Quick, Let's just <laughs> yeah. rush. Let's just rush yeah. some bullshit.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's move on. Did uh, there's one more story.
2: Gas- Did either of you read Gasolina?
1: I do not know. I never what had it the is. chance to now. Okay. This was my only experience with the story.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean, the first issue I I think I only read the first issue. It seemed pretty basic. Uh, what, set in Mexico? Uh, something to do with the drug cartel or something? Yeah, the cartel. Uh, but I almost thought there was supposed to be something supernatural, but I didn't see much in the first issue. No, this... there, I don't think
0: there's anything supernatural.
2: Well, there's definitely there supernatural definitely stuff. Uh, like, in this short, there's they're basically going against, like, Ursula the Sea Witch. Underwater. Like, there's definitely something there, but... I didn't pick that up in the first issue, so I didn't keep up with it. Hmm. Uh. uh
1: yeah. So I really it. like it I ended. really like the art of this last story. The faces look very real.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this actually. Uh, I think this was Sean McQuoid's, uh, first, writing credit. Like he's an editor, but he he's co-creating this. He created it with Nico Walter and it literally just says Nico Walter is an American comic book artist like he couldn't even put in the time to create an about the creator for
1: this just look at his picture he doesn't give a fuck what you think Josh
2: well I don't give a fuck either
1: he's like I'm wearing aviators I'm an American comic artist what more do quick, you want
2: quick take a selfie send it in
1: Okay, well, let's go on, on to the next to thing. Stillwater number nine by Chip Zdarsky and Ramon K. Perez.
2: Alright. Tyler didn't read this. Cause... No, cause he's terrible.
1: And he's frozen as well. He's left us.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yep, yeah, he just left. It's okay.
1: Just keep recording. We don't yeah. need him for this. We don't. Um. Yeah. I like this issue. I think, for the most part, I enjoyed what the story did.
2: Eh. I think it could have been better. Eh.
1: Yeah, there are bits in it I don't like. I liked the bit with the baby where it was like, well, "Oh, he hasn't been able to grow because he's in this town."
2: I wanted more out of that. I feel like the, the I feel like the yeah.
1: dialogue could have been better. I think this is Chips weakest book at the minute.
2: Yeah. Um. After that, a fight. And uh, what's his face? Uh, what's our main character's name? Daniel, yeah, sure. Danny boy comes out to fight and just gets his ass handed to him.
1: Yeah, he gets. Wrecked.
2: He's he's just always getting the shit into the stick.
1: Yeah, like, but even he says he runs into danger without thinking.
2: And he's a about fuck up, it. and he's going to yeah. be a fuck up again and again.
1: And now he's immortal. He can be a fuck up forever.
2: Yeah, I don't understand this turn at the end where the old yeah Marines are just like, the children are the future and we're going to side with them. Like, did yeah. they talk with them in a previous that's, issue that's that we haven't I can't seen tell. yet?
1: Maybe. Because I kind of, when he first said low of a gun, I was kind of like, oh, he doesn't want to shoot the kid in the face. Fair enough. He has got some semblance of a heart. But then that last line is just kind of weird. Yeah.
2: We are the world. Children Um, are the future. future.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of reused faces in this issue that I saw. Oh my god. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Ramon K. Perez cannot draw face on, direct on faces. No. I can't do it either, but anytime it's like a head on face, just straight on, it does not look good. What if it was
0: a face on head?
2: What? It just looks like LaRocca just stepped in and drew the face. Just... Ooh.
1: And then instead okay. of doing different faces, he just copied and pasted the same face.
2: Look at that.
0: I mean, that kind of strikes me as more of like his style anyways. It's... it's not the first time that I've seen him draw characters like that. It just seems to be like that's how he prefers to draw people. I think that...
2: Yeah, he's just better at drawing people in profile.
0: I th- think that he has a weird tendency to make people's shoulders and neck a little bit bigger than they need to be. I don't yeah. even know why that is, but that's just, maybe that's a preference.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, why do you think the judge decides to let them live?
2: I don't... I don't know. That was very strange, too. Like, just you know, just to cause conflict, we can't have all the characters yeah. agreeing with each other. <laughs> Fuck it, let her live. But, or... I can't deal with this right now, just put them in the cages. We got cages, everyone's locked up, we won't have to deal with this right now. I need five minutes, I just grew my dick back.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of confused about how you guys are still reading this, because it kind of strikes me like you guys are not as entertained as you were for the first like
2: five issues. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to pick back up. I'm waiting for yeah.
1: that next high. Like, Chip is a very good writer, so I, I'm expecting it to go somewhere. Is it it's possible kind of this right? is just a... Is it possible this is just a dud? Yes. But I do kind of hope it does pick up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: did da- this get nominated? I think he got nominated.
2: Mm. Yeah. For the Eisner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some
1: yeah. Eisner. Because honestly, his Daredevil run at the minute is the best superhero ongoing I'm reading.
0: I mean... I definitely feel like he does a good job of writing conflict in Daredevil right now. I think that he has been... One of my favorite things that he's been writing is how he's writing Kingpin and the conflict that Kingpin is going through right now. Um, I'm interested to see what he's going to continue doing with all of these side characters as well. I think that when you tell a story with multiple moving pieces without them necessarily needing to interact with each other, I think that's good storytelling. I think that that's been well done before. I, I, I think that you kind of have that benefit of doing that with daredevil though with a book like yeah, this this strikes
1: that, me- go ahead yeah just saying like it's not just Daredevil and kingpin you've also got an electra subplot going on in there. yeah as well. exactly he's yeah. balancing three different stories in one book
0: i think it's less of a daredevil book and more of like a hell's kitchen book is what he's almost yeah. doing and i think that that should be done way more often i like that um i think the problem though is that this is a creator-owned book that is going to focus on these characters I wonder if, in your opinion, because you're reading this more than I am, if it would be more engaging if there was less of a hyper-focus on this main character and maybe occasionally stepping away from him every once in a while?
2: Uh, Yeah, it definitely would have been... I, if they made this into a TV show, I think they definitely would go to like a more ensemble cast than just yeah. guy comes home from growing up for 20 years or 30 sure. years.
0: Sean, you look like you have.
2: You don't necessarily know if being, you agree with that. It'll be end up being like Wayward Pines oh, no. again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do think on a TV show it would be more of an ensemble cast, a bit like Once Upon a Time. Yeah. it's kind of that town that's been secluded off, and you've got this wacky ensemble cast. Mm.
2: Or Wayward Pines, you know. I don't know that show.
1: No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Isn't Isn't well, that... that M Night Shyamalan?
2: Maybe. <laughs> But the guy... Yeah, Tyler uh, wasn't here
1: for this conversation earlier. I went to go see Old yesterday at the theater. Oh, okay. It was terrible.
2: Yeah, it looks like it.
1: Truly one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Damn,
2: alright. I've seen some pretty mad movies, but we can get into that another time. Yeah, Josh Josh
1: (laughs) is very excited to go see Old.
2: Oh, yeah. I gotta read the comic book first.
0: Listen, I know where your kink is just based off of your reading list at this point. I didn't need to know this about you, but I could just, like, what's what's going on with it? Why does he keep reading this? Oh. And then it clicked. Just like your kink. Anyways. I, I need for things to get better. <laughs> just keep edging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one's going to be uh, just you and I, uh, Josh. You want to talk about Good Asian 4?
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's cool. do it. I get a break. Sean, Cause... I'm going to honest with you. I
0: really don't know why you're not reading this. Yeah.
1: I... It's just one that I just didn't keep up with. Well, I read the first I mean, issue and did enjoy Come it, on. but like, there's, there's, porn there's so in this much one. on my list. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much on my list.
2: This was a um, long issue.
0: This didn't feel that long to me because when I read it, it it got me to the ending really, really quick. But it had, it gave me so much to want to uh, unpack and to mm. dissect and think about. I mean, with if it's not the relationship between um, the main character and his brother, uh, what's Frankie. his brother's name? Frankie Um, it's talking about him kind of dealing with the repercussions of the last issue with his newfound uh, love interest or potential love interest that is yeah Um, dealing with the conflicts of being an Asian American in a super racist society right now and being one of the if not the only Asian cop uh, and what that means so oh yeah there it's not just something
2: yeah
0: I was just gonna say it's not something that was just like here it is deal with that but you will it's something that they're like no you're gonna think about this you're gonna sit there and you're gonna fucking think
2: yeah he's narrating it but there's still plenty of show don't tell absolutely uh which is grand yeah right off the bat uh we see this sex scene which seems to be with his uh adoptive sister uh victoria Mm -hmm. and we flip to the next page and he was having sex with uh, the prostitute, whatever, yeah. Whatever prostitute that he had seen in the first issue. So he had just been imagining it, her as Victoria.
0: Yeah. And it seems like it's she's insinuating
2: that he called out that name as well. Yeah. He well she asked who that name was. So Yeah. So he's got a he's got a lot on his mind and he's going back and forth about what his adoptive sister, what his adoptive brother have been up to. What are they hiding from him? and trying to figure out how to resolve those conflicts.
0: Now, maybe you can help me out here, because I think that you have a better attention span when it comes to this stuff than me. Um, When he confronts his brother about the kiss, the woman he's speaking about, help me out here, is that their adoptive father's, is that the father's love interest, or...
2: So this was Ivy, who was the maid. Right, that's what it was. they note that the father has a predilection for the you know chinese maids and sure you know his mom was a chinese maid at one point before she died edison his Mm -hmm. mother edison Uh, hark and i i don't remember uh i think he is mason's actual child frankie is mason's kid
0: yeah like directly Uh, he's not a bastard
2: yeah I think, I can't remember if Victoria is adopted as well. I don't know if they're um, all adopted or if Frankie is an actual, ch- you know, biological child.
0: Well, it's, it strikes me that uh, Frankie and Victoria are both blonde, and I think that uh, yeah. their father was also blonde at some point. So I think that they're just direct lineage. Maybe. Maybe he,
2: maybe those are the type of kids he wants to adopt, but he feels like he needed to adopt Edison because he might be Edison's father.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, is it established that as Edison's mother was the only maid that his dad had been sleeping around with, or was it that he had, he had a predilection it's, towards all of them?
2: It's only been implied so far that okay. if he was, you know, had a. I think in the first or second issue, it was if he had a predilection for one. Who's not to say it wasn't for more than one?
0: Sure, and I'm sure that that is probably setting up the inner conflict for Edison about his own identity because of his. Uh, lack of a potential father even though he was raised by him it's still a question of well is my dad just a skank who's been going around sleeping with random women who are slanted eyed like me as his words not mine
2: yeah uh yeah uh so anyway you're talking i I mentioned the show don't tell kind of part yeah and it looks like frankie went out and you know he says about time my badge got me answers frankie go maybe he's talking about Maybe he is talking about Frankie. Uh, No, no, I'm I'm thinking of two different things, but it looks like Frankie went out and played detective and got actual answers that Edison was not able to get. Just by being a white cop and flashing your badge, you can get all sorts of answers that Edison might not be able to. So he got all sorts of information he had been looking for since the first issue. Exactly. Frankie just has that in one panel
0: absolutely and there was that conflict at some point where edison had shown his badge to a member of the chinese community and she shooed him away not believing that he was a cop just because he's chinese stop playing man exactly so they definitely used race as a means to get information in this Mm -hmm. it's it seems to me that a lot of what's happening is edison is constantly being reminded that he is othered in this world that he's been brought up in and that is not not even just being othered by white people but other by also members of the chinese community as well
2: normally are if you're a person of two worlds you don't quite belong in either one uh this page right here just reminds me of uh the uh brian michael bendisness that i keep bringing up where i don't like that half half of the speech bubbles here Or just trailing off dot 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 dash 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 not finishing a sentence
0: see I don't mind that and the reason why I don't really mind it is because it it really seems believably human to me and uh, a big part of why I like that is because sometimes we have those slips where something is said aloud that we don't intend to say and then we try to pretend like that didn't happen but it's already out in the open or we have
2: half a thought it doesn't seem like it needs a dot 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 like you could put just a single period there and that would be a complete thought the ellipses doesn't seem necessary on some I think,
0: I think that the ellipses has been used to imply either an interruption or a trailing off or a muttering in a lot of uh, dialogue writing and I think it's become normalized to do so I sorry. I,
2: I, I just I really hate it. I had a boss that would like send me text messages like oh we need to talk dot 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 Oh right. I hate send that him information shit. and it would be thanks dot dot dot. Yeah. So that's
0: the difference though, because what can be interpreted in everyday communication via text is different from what it is in a written dialogue, right? Because yeah. If you write, I don't know, dot, 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 that can mean, I don't know, I'm scared or I feel uncomfortable or I'm trailing off in my thought. Actually, I have, I've had that conflict with uh, Erica a couple times where very early on, she would do that to me all the time. And I'm like, please just tell me what's on your mind. Why are you insinuating that you're like yeah. mad at me or something? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm just writing it that way. It's actually an interesting thing that's being talked about with um, people who study language how we've Mm -hmm. kind of had to adapt and evolve to a better understanding of universal text uh, communication.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see.
0: And I want to just say really quick, I don't think that your criticism is invalid. I think it's fairly valid. I just personally don't have an issue with it.
2: Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, so for most of this issue, it's Ed Edison and Frankie going about doing an investigation kind of together But really, Edison is just using this to string Frankie along and frustrate him enough that he can get answers out of him because he feels like Frankie is withholding. Yeah. And it seems like he's getting what he wants. And then he just is like, oh, you know, oh, I'm so unfeeling. You're right. I am so unfeeling. And then he's like, oh, fuck this. Let me just ask you straight on. Well...
0: I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that so many men are, especially during this period, encouraged not to express emotions in a direct manner necessarily. Women obviously are encouraged more, but I think that men are kind of...
2: Yeah, um, but if you're getting pissed off, then you're definitely feeling something.
0: I think that he's been hurt so much that he feels like he should not feel, like he should be stoic. Mm -hmm. And that's why he isn't allowing himself to feel emotions like a normal person. And this era especially has that issue of emotions or weakness, and if you express emotion, you're crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, machismo. Yeah, exactly.
0: The strong silent type bullshit. Mm -hmm. And plus, this is the height of noir storytelling, this era that is. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense to have that in here, especially a character that feels shame, that feels remorse and guilt over what's happened to them in their life, their conflicts, etc.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... We go on to the next page, and it's raining. It just starts raining in the previous two pages. And now we get the 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 story is being told through uh, puddles or droplets.
0: There's some page, really right? amazing artistic choices with stuff like that. I love that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't really understand what he's spotting when he sees all these wires between the two buildings.
0: I don't either. I don't really understand that. Did that... that I, I didn't really see... Um what the conflict there was maybe he saw that this was some place that has a means of getting out somewhere maybe he noticed some movements that
2: seemed like needed there's wires notice. going between the two buildings maybe there's a business between the two buildings or they're tapped or something
0: oh uh, yeah okay yeah I, yeah uh, that but the electricity is
2: also out okay so
0: i don't know Well, that would actually kind of explain the lead up to the ending of this book with the reveal of the villain, uh, even Mm -hmm. though we don't know who that is. Um, It does seem to, now that you say that, I wonder if it implies that there is uh, somebody who has like a way to access all these buildings through Chinatown that will make sense at the very end. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to like point out like if the, I don't know, maybe the street light was supposed to be out. Oh, we're seeing that the power is out. Yeah, that's but actually it. A really it just good doesn't point. come okay. through in that page.
0: No, not at all. It's very. Uh, it, it seems unimportant almost.
2: Mhm. So this um, guy, the face is revealed. It's this white guy that's all scarred up on one side.
0: Yeah, I don't really know what to think. I, I guess I was expecting it to be somebody that we like had been privy to before, but I don't think that that yeah. necessarily is important to a mystery like it doesn't need to be somebody we've already seen there's been plenty yeah. of movies and stories where they reveal that the character's face and then they yeah. establish why that character is important later
1: seven
2: well he's got a very signature yes. face so it will be uh easy to be like hey I saw this guy he's all scarred up and burned or whatever on the side of his head oh yeah you yeah. know mark the guy's not getting yeah. away he's not you know everyone's gonna know who that was but now you've got you know you got frankie just died he dies he gets his throat slashed and they're like well this is gonna be really bad
0: well especially because it's a white person who's been killed in chinatown in the 19 a white millionaire an
2: american millionaire just got killed on its streets exactly exactly
0: Mm. um this just continues to be one of those stories that i'm so happy i picked up I really can't begin to express to people that this is a book that everyone should be reading
1: yep. Yeah. that was very gonna... passive aggressively aimed at me wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
2: I always like the back matter here uh, they do a conversation with Alexandra Alexander Alexandra Tefinki uh, Tefinki he... yeah he interviews him he's from Djibouti I always like that name Capital of Djibouti is Djibouti. <laughs> yep. Alright. Nice house on the lake.
1: Number three.
2: Let's jump into
1: it. By James the fourth and Alvaro Martinez. Ooh,
2: a double week for James Tynion. Or it a is. triple. It's a triple this week, isn't it?
1: And what have we had this yes. week? Batman uh, and... Double. Double, double. Yes,
2: uh, double. I am going out to California and I am gonna get myself a double double.
1: What's a double double?
2: You go to In-N-Out.
1: Oh, it's really
2: yeah. mediocre burgers. I know it we still have, sounds like sexual. Hair. It still sounds like sexual Inu yes. I'm gonna get me some In-N-Out. Make it a double double.
1: You're gonna have a double In-N-Out. You dog. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Not hamburgers? Yes.
0: This was a good
1: issue. This week. I do know. It, what it continues Pittsburgh to be really is, good. Yeah, we don't have it here.
2: Yeah, you know, very average stuff, but it's so fun to be like, I'm going to get some in and out. I'm going to get it Quickly, Let's
1: go. Let's go. This book is so good. Nice house on it the the way. is. Uh,
2: I don't this know. Is this the seems best like time. A, a slight drop from the previous two issues.
1: You're wrong, but okay.
2: I might be wrong. I don't know. It doesn't seem quite as ensemble. Like, we definitely are focusing on this one guy, and he's isolating himself from everybody else, so we don't get to see what other people are doing. Issue two, we still got to see where everybody else was kind of going.
1: I did like that, but I think it kind of... Yeah. I feel like you can't have ensemble every issue, and I feel like it only made sense for him to go off on his own to investigate.
2: Yeah. So we're in our third issue, our third person out of ten... But this is a 12-issue series, so maybe yep. maybe the 6th issue will not be focused on somebody, or maybe it's going to be the 11th yep. and 12th. Maybe. Who knows?
0: Well, I mean, it kind of strikes me that the intent here is to show that not all one people are going to be alike, and people are going to react to things differently. I mean, we have the people who seem to be, like, the enablers for Walter um, right now. Or at least, like, trying to yeah. keep the peace.
2: Yeah. Um, well they're basically saying we'll do a day on a day off so yeah today will be a fun day and you can whatever but he spends two days on this
0: this is another example of what i mean when i say that i think he does a really good job of making believable humans um i was just saying that i think that this is a good example of james tiny and writing believable human characters that have believable conflicts they aren't going to have all the same uh yeah. responses to things and i think that these are really easily believable characters
1: um yeah so this character goes on a little like exploration of the it's not an island but the area to find yeah. out where the borders They're are where they stretch
2: to, i'm gonna liken it to an ant farm like to walter these people are ants and he's basically locked them in this little glass ant farm for him to watch and yeah. every now and again I'll pop in maybe I'll bring you some food some resources it's just a little terrarium
1: it is he's just uh, there tapping on the glass
2: Yeah, and if you tap on the glass it stings
1: <laughs> but yeah uh, we he gets to the staircase surrounded by statues that I believe was from the first from issue from the first issue I still get hung up
2: that this the, the girl with the blue hair, which I've forgotten her name. Yeah I've I do not know. Whoever the person names. Yeah. Whoever was gonna be the first person in the first issue, that is the person I would have latched on to as the main character. Yeah. So I'm still kinda hung up like I think she's supposed to be the main character. And she so pops in for a little bit of this issue, but
1: Yeah, she in like, a few pages, but I still I'm see not, her and I'm like, okay, yeah. she's
2: yeah. But he's the journalist she's trying to solve some of these puzzles and he is a journalist and it seems like he's trying to solve some of these puzzles as well
1: yeah so she was the artist last issue was for musician now it's for journalist
2: yeah kind of front loaded it with the artsy folks all of the uh, sciencey folks are kind of towards the back end although journalist isn't really science or art necessarily
1: no but well no but inquivities
2: yes exactly Yeah. yeah
1: He would be the one trying to uncover so, what happened.
2: At some point, they're going to have to link up and be, you know, share some notes.
0: Well, I think that that's kind of... This This seems to me like what is happening is they're trying to show that these people are all going off on a different journey, but the convergence is something they're going to have to mutually agree upon uh, at the end. And I think that yeah. we've established that the character from the, fir- the second book, second issue is going to be the one that's going to come into conflict with the rest of the group because he found the weaponry. He seems to be more on the side of trying to appeal to Walter. Um, I feel like that that's going to be... I he found
2: the weaponry. The other two people found... Two of the ladies found the weaponry.
0: I thought he found them with the ladies.
2: No, I think he was off talking to Walter while... Um, the, uh, the writer, the uh, trans woman... And the, was it the analyst or the statistician? Maybe I can't. Was remember. one of the,
1: I don't remember any of the characters. Because they were
2: searching through the books in the uh, in the library. Mm. Eh. Um. So anyway, uh, our guy who I can't even remember his name the the uh, reporter. The journalist uh, says, fuck this. I'm out. Gets picked up. Fuck this shit. I'm out. uh, Who was it? This was they comment that. uh, uh, Molly and Ronnie, they're not opening their door, so no one's really seen them. And one of them. it. Oh, wait, no, that's that's Reggie. Reg is in uh, is inside this building that they found. Who's Reggie?
1: Um, he was mentioned at some point in the previous issues. Yeah. They thought he was the artist.
2: Oh, okay. So maybe they've got, like, backup people in this building.
1: Well, I seem to remember someone commenting on on him not being there, saying he wasn't invited. Oh, okay. They thought he was going to be the artist.
2: I'm going to have... I've already bagged and boarded the other two issues. I'm going to need to, uh... I'm gonna need to pull those out and just keep them all out so I can just keep referencing stuff
0: it does seem like you're gonna have to need like keep going back to uh, that first artistic spread from the uh, issue one um, yeah. just to kind of get an idea of who these characters are and like remind yourself of what their position is
2: yeah okay <sighs> yeah i I just need all the issues right now I need it. I need it now.
1: It's too good. Batman 111 by James Tyne IV and Jorge Jimenez. So this... So this issue sets up Fear State, and this also... It's oh, the first one yeah. I've noticed in DC where, recently where... We've seen where the timeline has diverged from Future State. Because in Future State, Scarecrow is working for Simon Saint and Peacekeeper is still in charge however in this issue um, Scarecrow refuses to work for Simon Saint
2: yeah that is kind of weird
1: yeah so this is where the timelines have now diverged separating Future State from the Batman books at least
2: well maybe he'll come back around
1: Um, well what he did to Peacekeeper 1 is apparently irreversible Hmm. so yeah now Future State is just what do you mean
0: you said it was irreversible. I'm asking. You said, "What, what do you mean by that?"
1: Well, uh, Scarecrow said the side effects of it were permanent. Oh,
0: that part. I I thought that that was insinuating that that's going to be the reason why he ends up being like the uh, uh, dictator, basically.
1: No, because now future state's not happening because Scarecrow refused to work for Saint. Hmm. We're getting fear state instead of future state. Tenuous. It's tenuous. It's
3: tenuous.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. The timeline has now gone the opposite direction.
2: Diverged. Yeah. we mm-hmm. okay. have to address that.
1: Um, but yeah, this arc comes full circle and it ends where it started because Bruce is now captured by Scarecrow because in the first issue of the arc we got a flash forward kind of thing.
0: Mm. I'm kind of sad that this is ending at issue 117. Yeah, we've got six I... issues left. I just don't...
1: I don't I know. I don't like it. I want t-
2: involved at all with Fear State Any of the he's writing stuff? it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh he's writing the main bit which is for six issues of Batman.
2: Okay. But like there's no outside issues, one shots or
1: um there's tie-ins of other books tying into it, but he he'd be like coordinating it all but not writing it.
2: Okay. Typical stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, it does just make his run feel fun like like it was for nothing, because he's just introduced all these new characters, only to be like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with them. Bye. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sad. It is it, weird. It felt like he was setting up for a long run.
2: Yeah. Well, nope, here mm-hmm. we are.
1: Yeah. But Six what's, issues what's the to
2: longest, go. What's the longest people usually stick with a run? I mean, how often I do mean, people stick with a run for more than 30 S- issues?
1: Scott Snyder did five years. Tom King did 100 issues. Almost. Mm-hmm. But those are mainly
2: outliers compared to people that come in for.
1: In the nineties, you had like Chuck Dixon. He did a long run. Grant Morrison did like. Yeah. Five years. Batman seems to be the one where creative teams hold on to a bit more. Yeah. Whereas other series, the creative team just comes and goes.
2: So that's about all that happened in this issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just setting up Fair State. Bruce got yeah. captured by Scarecrow. Okay. Yeah. And Scarecrow went rogue from Simon Saint.
0: Alright. All right. Well, that's all the stuff we read. Now we get to talk about our shoutouts.
2: Sean, go ahead.
1: I read uh, Suicide Squad King Shark number one by Tim Seeley and Scott Collins. And, yeah, coming straight off the hype of the Suicide Squad movie, this was a really fun Read gives you more background on new What was his name? Nanawe. Nanawe's character. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fun book. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna keep reading it.
2: Cool. Is anybody else getting a uh, tie-in series to the movie?
1: Just him, I believe.
2: All right.
0: It's not unheard of. Remember when they All put right. out Taskmaster during the Black Widow release, or what was the planned Black Widow release?
2: Oh, yeah. That, that was in, so long uh, ago. September, <laughs> yeah. October. They had yeah. 500 co- different variant covers for Black Seriously. Widow in October. Yeah. All right. Tyler, um, you go on about uh, yours and just let us know when you're done, if we can't hear you.
0: Sure. Uh, so I read Immortal Hulk number 49. This was a prose issue. That is uh, the penultimate uh, issue to the final uh part of Al Ewing's run. His final issue is going to be issue 50. And this is a story that mostly tells the, uh, like a recap in a lot of ways, but in the way it's told, it feels very much like what you would find in a Tom King book, where there's going to be a callback to certain classic literature. In this case, it's Dante Alighieri's The Inferno. Uh, And that makes sense Mm. because it does quite literally lead up to the Hulk and his newfound friend, Going to hell to go find uh, Bruce Banner, the soul of Bruce Banner, uh, which has been removed from the body of Hulk himself. So it's going to be very interesting to see. It's going to be a quadruple-sized issue for uh, issue 50.
1: Do you have any shout-outs, Josh?
2: Um, no. You and I are uh, going to read uh, not all robots. Yours yes. just came in, so that's going to mine got here next today, year. and I
1: didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. So uh, let's just go over the list of what's coming
1: next week. Yeah. Groovy. So we've got Batman 89, number one. Uh, Pennyworth, number one. I Am Batman, number zero. Ordinary Gods, number two, which is a book I am excited for. Issue one was really good. Uh, We've got the Silver Coin, number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four: Life of Story Number Three, Spider-Man: Spider Shadow Number Five, Rorschach Number Eleven, the penultimate issue. Oh boy. Um, we got Infinite Frontier Number Four, uh, Justice League Glass Ride Number Four, and the Joker Number Six.
2: Very DC yeah. heavy week.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
2: And you guys All are going right. to be spending so much money. I'm not.
0: Oh well look at you, aren't you special?
2: Don't worry, I'll flip through them at the uh I'll flip through them at the comic book shop. You're fired.
1: <laughs> Alright. Tyler, with your and... internet you're nearly fired.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Alright, and with this absolute nightmare.
1: Picks of the week. Picks of the Picks week, go of right of ahead. Picks of the week. Mine's easy. Nice house on the lake. Excellent. Uh or, Josh. Or Skybound X.
0: No, it's not. Shut up.
2: I have a feeling that retroactively it will be the joker of puzzle box. Like once we figure we out hope. what the mystery is. We hope. It will be like, "Oh my god, this was a, an amazing issue." Right now, I'm looking through it and I'm still trying to figure out where a puzzle could be. Or it's going to be just so abstract that nobody would have been able to pop see it. I'm probably an idiot and it's probably very obvious, but I'll go with that.
0: I'm going to go with the good Asian number four.
2: That was good. It yeah. was good.
0: I thought it was really well written. It made me really believe in the characters, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And on that note, we are going to wrap up here because this is a glitchy nightmare of a mess, thanks to my internet brought to you by Comcast. And this has been the show, Cult of Comics Podcast. Uh, this has been our weekly comic book club episode. I'm Tyler, that's Sean, that's Josh, and they are always here to give me a hard time, give me a strong ribbing, and make sure that I have no faith in myself or anything else about my future. So thank you for checking us out. You're going to be able to find us on all the podcast locations, wherever you can find a podcast. You can check us out on YouTube and Patreon. Uh, you can give us uh, support by giving us a like, giving us a share, giving us a follow, but most importantly, you can go support us by giving us a dollar. Go to patreon.com slash to Comics Podcast, and you will find us on there. Thank you very much for checking us out. Uh and you can find me on TikTok. I'm gonna be at Tyler Brown Is Here. These two are now in witness protection program together. Unfortunately, they both witnessed uh, a government a uh, in the
2: White House. See, the government Just won't let Tyler say what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> Just beep, all beep, I beep, heard beep, was beep. government, blah, 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 official, blah, 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 <laughs> tree at the White House.
0: The NSA is on to us, guys. And I'm going to wrap it up right there and just say thank you for checking us out. Uh, thank you for supporting us. We'd love to hear back from you anytime soon. Uh, you can always find us on all these mediums and stay healthy, stay safe out there. Have an awesome rest of your day. All hail and have an awesome one.